Welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. We don't really have like a, a very formal in and out, so like part of that conversation, <laughs> I'll, I'll take out, I'll take out the the, the slaggings. I edit, I edit the podcast anyway, so don't worry if well, you say why something. Why would you take out the slaggings? <laughs> <laughs> well, the majority of people that come in and sit in the seat, I'll be honest, they'll be like, "Oh, can you take this out and take that out?" So it's refreshing to speak to somebody that's like, "Fuck well, it, fuck it, let's go, fuck it, absolutely." But <clears throat> Donald McLeod, um, you're a fucking Mate, you're a, a legend. A legend, Scot- Scot- for some at the moment. Scottish music legend, um, definitely my. Well, I should anyway. just give you my full title. Go Donald Cameron McLeod of the Clan McLeod. MBE! <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who, who did you meet for the Royal Family? Who gave you your honour? Nobody yet. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's been a wind-up. I thought it was a wind-up when I got the, the first email because it was just in the back of... Uh, oh, I think it was uh, April... So last year, right. pandemic's going, and I've got this sort of horrible-looking cut-and-paste jobby that was put together, saying that Boris Johnson, blah, blah. I thought it was actually, a, you know, somebody looking for money mm-hmm. you know, from Nigeria. You know, one of these Nigerian princes. But here it turns out to be true, and uh, it was... Aye, it was a really nice accolade. Was it services to music industry? Music and charity, charity. and uh, which was great for the charity because it means it's recognised all the efforts yeah. and the work of the committee up here. Yeah. It's not about me and the efforts and work of the committees, the, 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 the staff, the, the therapists, because they never get acknowledged for this sort of great job that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music therapy. Music therapy, and, therapy and You know, with... Uh, the time, you know, last year, you know, when I took came in, it was only like a couple of, a couple of therapists and maybe thirty sessions a week. You know, you know, it's five hundred clients now, sixteen Incredible. therapists. Well, wow. it was until the, the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. So it, it's been a great acclaim. We've got almost every band in Scotland supporting the the, the work that it does. It's not it's, it's not apolitical. It's uh, with an almost every me- media channel support it. Mm-hmm. So no, I was delighted, even though I was called a, a let's spittle uh, royalist uh, bootlicker you know, by some, but right. not by many. For accepting <laughs> your <laughs> honour, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, there is a few rabid people up I think here. That when you, I think it's a great act. Of I think thing. when you explain it like that, and and it's for charitable contributions and stuff, I think it, it would probably. I don't know, like, I think I would go the opposite way if you didn't accept it, if you refused it. Uh, you know, listen, you know? I've got nothing against the royal family, uh, per se. Yeah, you know, why should I have, you know? I, I, at the moment, um, that maybe they're getting out of date, but that's for somebody else to decide. Well, true. And, and, and money goes there, they bring a lot of tourism to the country, especially in Scotland, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back to Queen Victoria. So, but I'm no royalist that way, but I'll accept the award gratefully. I think it's nice to be acknowledged, and I think it's nice for the, as I say, the staff and the, the work that we do, absolutely, uh, and the clients that we help. And uh, so it's fuck, also fuck all the rest. Of the I recognition of that, you know? that impact that you've had, particularly in and around Glasgow in the music scene as well. I mean, like that's. Mm-hmm. A huge contribution that have made and and probably right that it's recognised as well. You know what I mean? Well, it wasn't meant <laughs> to start with. You know, I wanted you, you grow up. I was in a band for all these years, never made it. Well, in two bands, but we did. You know, we played like night moves. We, we toured with the Dam, toured with Public Image. We, you know, so you definitely made it. Well, in some did, respect, well, in some respect, you know? two record deals, but yeah, in some respects, but never got the big hit or anything. Yeah. Like but mm-hmm. yeah, hey, I did my apprenticeship. You know, and that, and, mm-hmm. and so I know what I'm talking about when. When it comes to that sort of side of things, mm-hmm. no, and then as the deal started to dry up, I thought, oh, I need to do something. I need to do something. And then it was uh, Tam uh, Tam Coyle, um, another legend of the fucking legend. Music yeah, team. he was doing a wee night out in uh, Paisley, uh, Paisley, in Bathgate, a place called Pizzazz, and okay. he wanted. He was doing a week lot of shows. I think you get money for tenants or something. This was a new club, and he said mm-hmm. the Crows want to play. And of course, I when set it up we went along played to a couple of hundred people there was people stage diving like Christ you know and I remember people, the days well I, I remember I, the but they'd move out of the way and so the folk are clattering the floor yeah. I suppose it is close to that's Bathgate for you, you <laughs> yeah, know, sure. but he said to, he goes hey by the way you should do your own night you should do your own rock, rock night and because I, I the hair was down there, mm-hmm. you know, I had the conchos around the hat, the cowboy boots outside, the Ace of Speeds leather trousers, you know, fucking, yeah. Yeah, that was the real <laughs> deal. But uh, I said, oh, fuck. He goes, no, 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 you'd be good at it. So he set me up a meeting with the, the owner, says, you take the door money, I'll keep the bar. And four weeks later, the cat house, I did a wee rock club, and there was 300 people there. It was that. 
two quid a hit, it was no bad. What was the first what was the first year of the cat house? Thing, that would be nineteen eighty nine, I think. Uh, yeah, right, that. Well. And it's so in then I met McKelly and uh, he because he became the manager in that place yeah. and we said, Let's try Glasgow and that's where we went out to Christ, my car broke down, fucking petrol was spewing out at the bottom. Then, but it was before mobile phones. I thought I'd never yeah. be actually the petrol, the petrol line cut under the car went underneath it, and all the dye in my hair started to oh, smoke. No. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a black, thick dye. Aye, right. But we got there and we, and we started that's that, a, and, and so that's you know, 30 years, yeah, 31. If you you know, going on 31. That's yeah, absolutely. It was the 30th anniversary last year, eh? And, uh-huh. um, I mean, <laughs> one of the questions that I did have was, I mean, that, that must be fucking so frustrating in a lockdown, like in a global pandemic, to have such a significant anniversary for such a significant venue because the cat mm. house, to me, like, and I think we've seen that during the coverage of the anniversary, it means so much to people. That sort yeah. of especially like the kids at, at like the early late 90s early 2000s that literally had nowhere to go so it's, a, it's the most like inclusive club in scotland and, and i'll still say that even though there's a couple out there don't like the fact i've changed my vote eh? yeah but we'll, we'll get over that but it, mm. it was always my intention to have a club that i would want to go to that i would want mm-hmm. to party in that mm-hmm. because there wasn't anything back then and and the whole thing was so that it evolved, so it wasn't stuck in just heavy metal, the Guns N' Roses rock. Yeah, it actually evolved into the new wave of rock, and actually included some British acts as well, like your Terravisions and your Reefs. Mm-hmm. And you oh, know, Reef, you know, but even now, you know, all these years later, you know, we're playing Prodigy and you know, Oasis, you know, it's it's a club for everybody, every type of thing. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was it, it, it was hard, there was no big grandiose visions, you know, yeah. it was just. Get the money, pay the rent. Well, we didn't do that actually. We didn't pay the rent. <laughs> but get the money, get the money, get flung out, find somewhere else, and then uh-huh. it started evolving into a business. Which, and you know, in the, in the garage is another seminal, uh, iconic venue. Yeah. Of, and and that served another purpose. And then it just went bananas for a few years with all these clubs, restaurants, the tunnel, the shed, mm-hmm. oh, Trace Underworld, Wan Shawawa, Stav. I mean, I, it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. But I was putting in between then, I've started to do all these bands as well. What a journey! What a journey! So, when you say when the pandemic came along and crashed all that, to be honest, I thought this is only going to last a few months. Mm-hmm. We all did, yeah. And it was quite exciting, Aye. especially when we saw so, minute, minute we rush you soon, etc. You're getting your furlough. That was a big weight off my mind. I was terrified because. I don't want to lay off 150 staff. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't want my, you know, uh, it was, and you know, everybody thinks, ah, oh, you're multi-millionaire. You don't, your money comes in, it goes it out. It goes out, yeah. But I wanted to protect the staff. That was always, and if you look back on my, any statements I made back then, I, I, at all times, I was really worried, really terrified for yeah. them. You know, that they're not going to have it. I might last a few months, but the money's come through. The Scottish government came in with some money that helped. The insurance industry decided not to pay out, so of that course. gave me a, a fight. Uh-huh. I did think that it would be open last August. Yeah. I, 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 not I don't think any fucking is. 14 bastard months later, no. which are le- You know what really pisses me off for having an election? An election at this time? Mm-hmm. For what? That's it. It's, we're it's not being in any guarantees when we're going to open. We're not even including a tier level. Yeah, like the nightclub industry. Oh, it's which disgusting. Is, yeah, it's, terrible. And they forget mm-hmm. the value there. It's, you know, we're a half. I think in Glasgow, it's £2.1 billion pounds as a nighttime economy. That's what it generates. Wow. It employs uh. 12,000 people in Glasgow alone who are <clears> dependent on it. Yeah, people crazy. go, oh, we can wait. Oh, you know, there's some out there. And this just, is what the, they, they don't get it. Yeah. The Nighttime Industry Association actions. No, yeah, well, the NTIA, yes, yeah, you're right. And then, of course, there's the live music industry. You know, there's 13,000 jobs, including freelancers, that are in peril at the moment. And that's right across Scotland, possibly more because of the I supply the services like for the live music industry. Mm-hmm. And they are lumped in. They don't have, we, they, they don't have an opening date. They don't have a, a tier level status. In fact, indeed, many of the venues that small young bands will play in are clubs like the Cat House yes. or yep. the Garage. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, there's... 
nightclubs serve a purpose, you know, Fat Sam's and Dundee, you could go, the, the Lemon Tree in Aberdeen, but that's council run, eh? So they'll get their money in, eh, brother? But, you can tell I'm really fucked off for the Scottish government for not acknowledging the service I think this is one of these ones that we're starting to see elsewhere as well because I know that throughout the course of the pandemic as people have pushed back against certain elements there it's been quite easy to dismiss anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers all these all types right, of things yeah. and I think there are people who like you say are maybe trying to like push this in that direction and I don't think that's valid here because I think when you look around the rest of the world we were talking just before you came in about out in Sweden there's Swedish football fans that have today took over the local shopping mall and <laughs> kitted it in all their colours. <laughs> the Manchester United fans ah, last yeah. yesterday. Kitted it all in their banners and all their, all their you know, colours because no more than 80 of them can get in a stadium, but 300 of them can go to a shopping mall. So they've as like, set up as if it's a football stadium and as a protest. And like, mm -hmm. there is an element to which I think some of the steps to reopening doesn't make sense. They don't, it's almost like stabs in the dark. Like, there's no, no well, I don't well, see yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, I think there's it's more than that. And, and indeed, you know, as you know, I'm in quite a few groups. I actually get wind of a lot of government papers and, you know, yeah. uh, party that. I'm the convener of the Glasgow Licensing Forum. So, yep. uh, that, you know, that's a great. You know, I know all about like the licensing and what's going to happen. Not all of it, but you ah. know, you're I'm a pivotal figure in, within that, and yeah. that, that whole you get, sector. You get some insight so in you there. get insight into it, and what you get insight is how chaotic, how made up, how past the buckish the government have been with this whole pandemic yeah. when it comes to our sector. Mm -hmm. They they make they're making it up in the hoof uh, policies that yep. don't make sense, then denying they made them, and then changing them after they've been found they've denied them, and talking with your three-meter tables that came out a few weeks ago. That, uh, then saying, oh, you can open up, you can have live music from May, but not telling you there's going to be two meters social distancing, or if it's not two meters, one meter. Every venue, we've done studies, every venue, apart from those that are regularly funded by the government, Right, fringe venues and stuff right, like that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, it can't open because it's not viable. They're refusing to look at the science, look at the data, and we should never. And I'll never, I'll never forgive them for this. I'm never. I just mm -hmm. think it was fucking wrong. Bringing in a background music man, the only country in the world, not even North Korea, did that. So what's that's what we're talking about so last I'm, year when he, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, the background the music, music band. Right. Yeah, yeah, ah, come yeah, on, yeah. wake oh. up, take the coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jesus Christ, uh -huh. you keep with it. I thought you said background music man. I was like, what are we talking? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, pull the hat up, cheer the ears out. You know, mate, I played in a band as well. I'm half deaf. Yeah, what exactly? I stood at Rage Against the Machine at the Barrowlands, mate, and I had fucking blood in my ear when I came out. You've no fucking stood backstage at Ramstein as you've walked as I've walked across. Just at the back, but an SEC as they set off one of their fucking pyro bombs, <laughs> and that bastard Dumbo, if you ever listened to this, could have warned me. <laughs> never done that. No, never. I but yeah, shot myself. I think like what we're talking about here is is that, and I think this is this is something like Matt was saying. Like people are, are sort of scared, and, and even I'm sort of like reluctant to talk about what doesn't make sense for fear of being. Yeah, tinfoil hat or whatever but this is my main problem with a lot of it and I think it's the main problem We're all getting that everybody has got that sort of pushes back against it is that it just doesn't make sense a lot of it either still people posting pictures like look at all these cunts in pubs in England and you're like either there's nothing against there's the rules nothing, that, that's fine or this trial in well, Liverpool with the, the, the venue say, look at, you know the minute you start to say look I, you know, let's get this clear I never want to be open until it's safe to do so yeah. of course okay. yep. but mm -hmm. The picture is becoming increasingly clear that it's becoming a lot safer to open, yeah. hence the trial vets in England. So I'm looking, you know, I would like to get an indicative date, which the government refused to give, to give this sector mm -hmm. of, say, uh, maybe August or September, where it's realistic when everybody's been vaccinated, when the prevalence is down. And we're not worrying just about a kit or some other variant might pop up, mm. as we seem to be doing at the Aye. moment. The minute I say, let's open, everybody thinks I mean tomorrow. I don't yeah. fucking mean that. Yeah, yeah. You just want a long-term strategy. I, I want, yeah, and that's why we're taking. But I, I, you know, I'm part of a group taking the government to court. You know, we're going. You know, we served them legal papers. We're going to the. You're looking for a judicial review. 
who in their right mind, you know, some I don't want to fight the, the, the government and take them to court. Nobody not. does. Mm -hmm. We're being forced to do it mm -hmm. to protect jobs, etc., etc. But I mean, know, the workplace it, has changed so much as well. So for me, I work well. I work around the corner for the cat house and a, and a lawyer's office. Um, and <laughs> one of them, I bet you're fucking cheaper than Mr. Dunlop is. But <laughs> I'm not a well, I'm not because I'm, I'm not actually a lawyer. I'm not actually a lawyer. But I, you man, you shouldn't have said that. I can, go and, I can argue with the best of them though. Um, but I, the workplace changed significantly pre post COVID. So like, just as you're saying, even those dates and that indicative time frame where you can start to retrain staff, let them know what measures are in place, how things, how the workplace has changed for when they work. Like that's all vital to you having a safe you environment know, when you open up. And you kind of do that without those dates. Only, you know, and it breaks my heart to say this, the only person that's done that is Boris Johnson. He gave England indicative dates. He said, no social distancing after 21st of June. Yeah, do we believe him? Yeah, right. right. Well, that's, that's another thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to have a day. It's just nice, you know. The day he made that speech, we went. Oh, the next day, Nicholas Sturgeon crashed it, and mm. that, you know. Um, but the, the one I'm thing, so disappointed yeah. in my government. I get I really that am. sort of like kind of like in a psychological thing, but considering that he said three weeks, March twenty twenty. It's that, come back to what you just said there, how much can we believe what he says? Well, you know, he's yeah, at the moment, almost, well, they've you know? had a trial event in Liverpool. Ah, we, yeah, can yeah, only yeah. Wish, we can only hope that that works. And yeah, the, indeed, the, the government, uh, which will be the SNP government without doubt, uh, actually pay attention to it. But uh -huh. hey, you know, this is, um, this is May. The first week of May, let's see where we are in June. Mm. Um, we've got some festivals you know, and hopefully we're all, we are heading the right way. I but I'm not being, I don't think I've been unrealistic when I say August, no. September, let's get the no. economy back I think up. We, I was, I've been get, basing my expectations on when I see, funnily enough, bands booting gigs. So like when I see a band is like, we're out on tour, mm. we'll be in Glasgow in October. You're like, right, so October's September well, yeah, or what, August, whatever it is, happens to be is probably a safe bet that we'll have some well, sort of normality but well, there's friends of mine you, you can't know, plan the, the based industry, on an Arab strap tour you know what no, I mean well, like, I've got 200 shows lined up uh, that, that can all fall, fall down but there's a friend of mine that, that does the Kelvin Grove bandstand with Mark he's had to pull that yep yeah. What, for August? Like uh, the usual right. one that they do yeah. in August, right? And moved it on again because the government wouldn't give Can him give an right. indicative date. Yeah. It wouldn't give him the time frame. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't base yourself, or base a business on yeah. that. Imagine he says, oh, I might pay you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or you worked all week, I might pay you, but oh, I don't know. Yeah, or a roll, but I'm not telling you oh, when. I'm asking primal I might give screen you a shift. I might yeah. give you a shift. You you, and then, then you come in and go, what are you doing here? Absolutely. You like, know, for I mean, fuck's sake, going that's on not previous, how you run a business. Previous venue acts in that venue, asking primal screen, Brian Wilson, Van Morrison, yeah. we might be putting a gig on <laughs> Kelvin Joe <laughs> in August. You know I come and maybe play. Well, we, might, we might want paid. Aye, right. Yeah, um, no, but, you know, I've got other shows, you know, coming up, I've got fun-loving criminals, you know, for the Barlands oh. and looking at that. Yeah. Love them. But... Sales have went. Since so I put on sale because they're not either. giving us that date yet, it should be going through. If we yeah, got, you know, that, that's one. It will hopefully sell it, but it's October, right? It's, you know, and then I've got two hundred other the shows in and about. So this was something else that I was really kind of. I mean, we've kind of like went to the end of the no, what we planned, uh, planned but, but that's alright I'm this good at driving best. by the way you should good. see the way I you know, no but that's <laughs> class because if we have somebody that sits over and waits for the questions to be asked usually it's a shite podcast mate so well, well, <laughs> yeah, I would be because I've already answered them <laughs> but do you feel like the things are just going to spring back like you're saying there 200 shows are waiting do you no, feel like we're going to have like a pure mean. year of like amazing shit happening once we can get actually back to normal like we're going to see these amazing acts all coming round. Like I think you're going to see it. If we get the green light to open up, you're going to see amazing acts without a doubt. You're going to see a flurry of bands. You're going to see a flurry of events. Yeah. Whether we can all afford to do them, mm. uh, you know, it's a punt. A wider economy. To go to, yeah, because it's, it's the wider economy that it. feeds it. And, you know, will these people have jobs or will they have been laid off? Because let's face it, the retail sector has taken a bath. A lot of the kids... You know, there's unemployment in this past year. And this is another thing the government really should pay attention to. Unemployment, eight, 16 to 24 year olds have went up 50%. Mm -hmm. That's now 45,000. Most of them work or 
in uh, retail or yep. hospitality. You've got the mm-hmm. service industry. You've got the. Can you get the production? Then you've got the travel restrictions. You're going to have on top. What other mitigations and measures are going to be in place? It's a, still a world of uncertainty. The but the biggest thing is, and I get this, is, is a lot of people have been scared. And rightly so, because a lot of people have died. Yeah. And so I'm never going to, you know, I've lost a lot of friends. And, Sorry you, know, but, that. you know, but I won, yeah, one in particular just wandered into the woods and never came back. You know, no, it's, it's mental health. Yeah. Um, I lost my brother at the beginning of this pandemic. So uh, it, it's, Sorry, been, it's been a real, it's, it's taking its toll on everybody. So Absolutely. for those, there's many out there, and, uh, and they have my utmost sympathy that it's going to, just to take that step out the door without a mask yes. is going to yeah. be oh traumatic. And it's going to take a long time for people to get confident and back up again. Yeah. Sure. So when the government have to make sure that, that these support mechanisms mm-hmm. are in place for these people. And yet, mm-hmm. and that that is some way off yet. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, they all talk about the roaring 20s. Everyone's going to spring back. Well, we saw definitely, so there's Reading and Leeds, sold out in minutes. Yeah. But Transmit didn't get the go-ahead. And it's sitting wondering... If, What's happening So it here? probably would sell out a minute if it was allowed. Yeah. But there's got to be... It's got to be... You know, the leaders have got to stand up and go... Oh, they've got to go. lead. They've got to lead. Like, and, and I get... Like, and they kind I mean, of pick and choose on which topics they decide to lead. They need to annoy them. Yeah, people that are listening to the podcast and people that listen to the podcast regularly will probably be sitting thinking, well... You know, you and Matt are constantly going on about independence and talking about the SNP. But here's the thing, like... I get what you're saying, and I get your point of view, I and f- I understand for disappointment. Years. You know what I mean? You know, the Anna Sarwar says he's going to support hospitality. Great, we need a champion. We need somebody sticking up for us because we've not got that. But mm-hmm. that aside, after the election, once that's went away, once you know, it's buckled down, get on with it, and, and and see if we can get open. But we still need that as an industry need support. The other thing mm-hmm. I was going to say is that from the the live music sector, that uh, it, it needs encouragement. It needs a plan. We need to be selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and even when we do that, there's going to be a hell of a lot of competition of all these acts that have been postponed, aye. put back, put back, put back. You're going to have a year's worth Whoa, of gigs in a four-month you know, period, aye. You know, we'll be like that, fucking sitting after three months going, I wish it was fucking locked down again. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know. My lover yeah. can't survive you know, I was doing that in the car the other day there with the car, you know, because you, you would sneak out in the car and drive, drive about, you know. Yeah, empty fucking great. Mm. Then the other day I was like, "What is going yeah, on?" Nah. Oh, that's, no! that's exactly what I thought when you said there about like people having fears and anxieties. Is that I live oh, in massively. town? I live in town, and and just the other day I was coming over here. I walked past Chaninsky's at Charing Cross, and I've got the seating outside, and there must have been about fifty people in that bit between. Uh, Buffalo Grill and the Tesco or the Mitchell Some Library. Of them are there like that, no, but <laughs> honestly, like my asshole just went. Whoa, well, you know it's going to happen. Minute, but I think know? one. I think once once it gets over, that most people have had the second and what if jab and the most the, the virus. You know, hopefully, fingers crossed for Christy that it's worked. The, the virus isn't spreading. Yeah. There isn't a prevalence of infection that is under control. That the mortality rate hasn't gone up, and it, and, and we get that people can then go in and get their cancers looked at, their heart defects looked at. Once that starts happening, that's normality. But that's going, I really think it's going to be, there'll be an initial bounce, bang, and then it'll be a gradual thing. Because mm-hmm. by that time, the economy, of, the large parts of the economy will have crashed. Yeah, Without a doubt, you're going to have a, a roaring 20s possibly feeding a depression in the 30s, yeah, you know. Right. Um, I, I hopefully not, but you've got the aviation sector that is tanked out. You've got the wedding industry, people still get married, but they're in trouble. You've got hotels in trouble and the retail sector. Well, they were going through, yeah, they, they were changing any. anyway. Nah, they there were. was online shopping. Anyway, enough of that shit. I'm sure that's not what you went to No, no, actually, this is what we are, we're actually like all about, is like issues that, like, because here's the thing, like, I don't want people to sit and be like looking at people like yourself that are doing this for the right reasons and think, oh, this is just another conspiracy theory. Like, I no, want to hear and I hate fucking anybody that says it. I am no anti-masker. I'm no denier. I have never have been. No, mm-hmm. never will be. Yeah. And basically, what people don't know, 10 odd million people have been through my doors since I started, you mm-hmm. know, in a rough. 
yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, I mean, I was going to ask a question about, like, can you understand why people at G1 Group just laid everybody off in a panic at the start of the pandemic? <laughs> I can and, understand it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look at the bottom line here, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, and people, a lot of people did irrational things and some people are still doing them. But, uh, but the, you know, I'm not here to slag any other business. No. Uh, yeah. Certainly not. And and we've all do things our own way. And I actually, you know, I was in a call on the way over here for a guy who owns clubs and bars in Aberdeen. Okay. Who used to be, when I had the, the garage up there, was my rival. Right. But it's phoning me, Donald. And he, you know, give me some advice, help. Mm -hmm. you, what, uh, and I thought, yeah, of course. Of course, because we're all in this fucking together. Yeah, here, you know, we've, Time to we're pull all together. getting. You know, there's no good him going down and his bars and his staff getting laid off. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I've taken. I've got big shoulders. So I've got a lot of people hoping that we win and, and phoning me. And I, I feel like there's a great, great, huge burden of responsibility. But as I say, a huge burden of worry, um, despair at times, rage at others. Irrationality at times, paranoia, others. Yeah. Because, you know, fucking look, it's taken me. I've not slept properly in that 14 months. I think one, only one day I've had a seven hour sleep. It's, it's mad. Right. So the impact's greater than just, you know, Absolutely. financial, financial, Absolutely. Well, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm we're half an hour in and I'm, I genuinely think the conversation we've just had is hugely valuable. And Aye, I definitely. Hope take I it. hope so. <laughs> but, I mean, as a, as a former musician, is like, you know, playing in bands, similar to what you got to yourself, got outside, outside the sort of the city, but then didn't quite break the sort of national well, actually, I did a, I did, I did British tour with Public Image, the same with The Damned, New Model Army, March Violets, you know, I've toured, I've gigged, I've lived Aye. the life, lived the dream, played Brixton Academy, played, you know, all the famous places up and down the country. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, and what a joy it was, and, and I got I think you're unfortunate in the sense that you're comparing yourself to some of the other bands you've worked with, because when we were looking at it, there's names like bloody Prince and, you know, all sorts of, so I think when you're going, oh, I didn't make it, it's maybe that in comparison to some of the acts, but, well, no, but what you're you describing know, sounds very much like me. Well, that. I've looked after <laughs> bands, there's a wee band from Dumbarton I looked after for many years, I loved them, called The Haze, and I put them I out remember there, the did, uh, you know, and there was a, oh, fucking, there's been a few bands through, through the doors, I look after a young uh, lassie, um, Stephanie Cheap, you know, right. and she's doing oh. really well. Uh -huh. uh, so I, Radio One or uh -huh. no, we're beginning to get there, BBC Six and stuff like that. Um, so, and she's really talented. So, Aye. I will help. Uh, you know, I'm trying. I will help. I will try. Anybody, I, you know, and and I think with the, if you look at the Nord of Robbins, and I set up along with the committee the, the Scottish Music Awards. Yep. Now. Fucking half the bands that have ever won an award, I used to hate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, get to fuck. And I remember in the early days saying, yet, no fucking way are they getting it. Like, Huge spew, get to fuck. You know, Deacon, Deacon Blue, God. You know what? Like your musical I, taste and stuff. You no, know, like it's not about my musical taste. And, and, and the older you get, you just think they deserved it. They deserve all yeah. these acts that have won awards from your wet, wet, wets right through. Deserved it. You're, you know, Sally the Frightened Rabbit, you know, the great, great band, Tragedy. Yeah, Biffy Clyros, you're looking and you lose Capaldi's. Fucking great. Yeah, you it's know, all good. Now, did I go home and put on Lewis Capaldi? No. No, I don't. I, I, I think he's a wonderful guy, a wonderful talent. Mm -hmm. but this is this is a conversation that we had the other day with, with a guy that, 
that's a singer songwriter about like and I, I I gave all the reasons why I wouldn't be into Lewis Capaldi, but I also recognise the fact that him like we spoke about Franz Ferdinand. Heard on the other radio the other day. I didn't know who it was, right? And I was like. Was 
you know, I'm looking back in it now. At the time, it was too, it was too nervous. It was too fucking frenetic. It was too, wow, what's going on? Yeah, nice. stage getting built. Yeah, production coming in, and the wee man fucking toddling across the stage, <laughs> the wee man falling, and then fucking went his money. And I'm like, get the fuck, you're not getting any money to go on that stage. You're so <laughs> I was, I had everything, and brilliant, you know. And then I'd be a fan of Prince. He's well, again, everybody loves a Prince song, you know, but it was nothing Aye. compares to you, you know, but, you know, no, I, yes, but he didn't play any songs that, any, that I knew, Aye. you know, because it was the new power generation stuff, so, right. but it was, well, he's a maestro, he was, it, well, he was, Amade, you know, Amadeus Mozart on the fucking guitar, yes. and Aye, yeah, absolute Aye. genius, genius. But then you had Roger Taylor as well, I remember mm. that night, that was fantastic, because that was a couple of years after Freddie had died and uh, you know he wrote uh, Break Free and uh, oh, right. uh, Radio Gaga so yeah. standing in the garage with everybody going oh, oh my god cool. the newest act out there the one that really you have to go and see if we ever get because you know, I remember putting him on in Hugged Pint 30 people wow and now he would sell out the bar like it's Barnes Courtney okay uh, Ah, but check Barnes Courtney. Barnes Courtney. Barnes Courtney. Right. And check, he played the garage the last time he was over. I built him up. Hey, Donald! Absolutely. I've, did I see him support the Fun Loving Criminals one time? A yes, couple of years yes, ago? Yes, yes, I put him on. Five Nights at the Barras or something like that? Or in a room of that kind of era? Yeah, he, he, I, I, this guy was fucking dynamite. No, it wasn't. It was Gun. I put him on supporting Gun right. years ago. And he just did. Uh, he, he's a fucking one of these. Acoustic guitar, when it would kick pedal, with no holes right. and shoes. But what fuck, I'll show you after a clip, right? I'll show you a clip of him last in the garage. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I bought him the jacket he's wearing. And he, it is total fucking mental. He goes for its songs. A lot of his songs you'll have heard, like Glitter and Gold, uh, Fire, you know, uh, Champion, which was used for uh, the rock, Scottish rugby campaign. All and right. Stuff. Right, you know, he massive. He makes more in adverts than he does like. Yeah, can he fucking play now? Look at yeah. But there, he's great. Um, but favorite bands again go by ACDC. Obviously, it's fucking there. But I will tell you what, ABCD. <laughs> no, I haven't. You I have to put ACDC on. Well, I can't do it really now. But yeah, yeah but who's, no. who's the, who? Who would be putting them on at like Hamden or whatever? In years gone. I think I'd be a Live Nation. It's doing, the, right, the, and that's that like that the King Touch guys. DC. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Jeff Ellis, a good uh -huh. friend, and. Uh, um, so they buy the tour, but you know, hey, I've done Nine Inch Nails, I've done fucking a lot, I've done Love a lot Nine Inch Nails, Trent you know, one of my And the thing is, with the Cat House there, going back, you know, I'd actually, um, Eagles of Death Metal booked in. Oh, they had a lot of fun live as Love well, them. mate. Aye, brilliant. Yeah, well, they, they're my fucking pals, you know. Oh, yes. And they, I was an ABC, put them on the ABC all these years ago, and it says, hey, Donald, it says, hey, listen, I've got the I've got the cat house. It's twenty fifth birthday. The day after tomorrow, why don't you hang about? And goes, we can't, we can't come. We'd love to. Mm. So he says we're playing Paris as a Batacon. Fuck that night. So I'd gone on, had Grado. Oh yeah. And that night, the reports came through that what was going on. I had the agent phone my wee pal. Fucking try got awful. Also yeah, the no, I clan. So I that we both talk about we, we, Jesse and I. We both when we hook up, we both mention that. Yeah, because I remember inviting him. He invited me over to fucking Paris, Paris. with oh, the wife, man. and I says, if it wasn't for the twenty fifth, we'd be there. Holy fuck, man! I saw that. So Taking insurance out in the way, friend. Right you know. uh, <laughs> but it's these, it's, it it's these things that make you sort of. No. Have an affiliation with respect, like respect to yeah. your life, your respect. Uh, yeah, fuck Jesus. Imagine having, I mean, you imagine going on stage to play a gig, no, to have a crack, a laugh in Paris, and fucking and you're an AK 47. And that's the thing, that's they're, a, they're, a, they're, a, they're a fun band as, as much as like they have that sort of metal edge to it. Like, there is a, a, a really fun, really entertaining show for them. So, like, what went on obviously was just so. Contrast oh, that it's not mental. even. I, I, yeah, you don't want to go there. To think about. But they have moved on from it, hopefully, and there's still not be no public inquiry about that yet. In, in fact, when that wow. happens, you know, I think you know, Jesse's been known to spew some venom about mm. it. So hopefully they can move on. Hopefully with the pandemic's over and get them back. But that I was really looking forward to that. A B C D. I was going to bring them in again. You know, because, because we're talking about favorite bands, some of the favorite gigs. 
Well, here's three. Uh, was Anthrax obviously in the catus? That was fucking. Brilliant. When was that? That was uh, the 25th. Uh, that was 2015, 2016. And they were in the cat house. Uh, where are you? That being, would be man? wild, man. But uh, it's just thinking about a band like Anthrax playing it. Do you know what I mean? You know, like you think about Scott Ian's a good friend, right? You think about Metallica. The, uh, at no, one point in time, they Go and you'll check it out. There should be some clips here. Absolutely fucking dead. What so, a fucking mosh pit, one, man, of the best gigs, <laughs> one of the best gigs that I've ever been at, right? And I, I'm going to put everything on that you don't remember this, but I'm sure it would have got back to you. Do you remember a band called Sona Freak? I do. And they were like, sort of like, I do, I do, Asian do, do, do. Dub Foundation, but yes, metal. Yes, I put them on. They played a gig at the Catty. Well, I put them on. Well, the big dude with the goatee that was the... Fuck if I remember that. I remember doing this right. because it was the it was like an Asian dub thing. I yeah. Uh, yeah so I think it was on about the, the 25th anniversary. I remember the ticket, like the wee ticket uh, stub, and it had like the wee cat house with the 25 uh, on it. And the, <laughs> so the dude at the side of the stage, right, who's like Gumby, you know, uh, like... Ponytail, big long goatee beard. He's standing my face like thunder because these dudes are playing like rap metal. You know what I mean? This guy's like, fuck this. He's got the fucking uh, leather waistcoat on. You know what I mean? But big boots. So he's like not loving it, right? The wee dude that's the, the lead singer in Sona Freaks, like basically, like, what's fucking wrong with your face, pal? And the guy's like, fuck you. And the, the dude for Sona Freak picks up a bottle of beer and launches it at him. Oh, good for dude that, goes man. on. Dude goes, dude, <laughs> dude, no, dude goes on stage, grabs the guy with the throat, and then mayhem with roadies oh, and whatever. Uh, but then the whole staff at the cat house, <laughs> the whole staff at the cat house walked out. And Sona Freak wow. played for like 45 I remember, minutes. I remember we had them on, but I don't remember they this. Were, they were crazy. So I, I was just like, that was oh, one no, of my favourite gigs. I've had, had a few crazy, crazy bands. Biohazard was fucking crazy. Oh, was, mate, that know. dude, the steroid dude for Biohazard. Oh, I've seen them at the garage. The bed, you know, uh, Same night Maiden played at oh, the Exhibition Centre. Bloodhound Gang, they were fucking Oh, mate. Oh, oh, yes. I, I don't care how old they are. I wish they'd get back together because Jimmy Pop was one of the funniest men yeah. I've ever oh, had the pleasure of being his... Company. I used to promote that. Oh, there's been so many acts when you, you, you just look at the wall of the garage, um, yeah. you look at the stairs in the cat house, you mm -hmm. know. But, but another good show was a great show was um, the Dandy Warhols and the cat house. That was fantastic. Super Eagles of Death Metal, not Eagles of Death Metal. I'm getting. Queens of the Queens Stone, of the Stone, Stone Age. Age. Uh, you, you get mixed up with that. He was in there. He was in there for like a minute. Yeah, he's still in them. You know, Josh Holmey, big Josh, big our big friend, and he's. I remember when Queens with Nick Ferrari or whatever his name is, and brilliant, absolutely brilliant at the Cat House, and then I got them absolutely fucking mad with it, and then I locked him in a room so I could play my songs in the guitar. <laughs> Vaginal diseases, that old classic, which is the stairway to heaven. Cool. So you went with all the big sing songs, yeah. Corn my snatch, well. which is uh, suspicious minds, you know. Don't fucking bring that guitar out, you cunt, McLeod. Don't you fucking dare. Uh, but see, if, I mean, if you get a moment with these people and you don't play them your fucking songs, I mean, what are you doing? You well, what's I mean? your fucking like, point? Eh? You I, know, I played them the to, I played them to, name a band, I think, anyone I've put on, I've played them to, you know, it's like, like, didn't always go down well, especially with Americans, you don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, Aye, that's just an go, issue. Who the fuck is that? You know, the Fallout Boy, yeah, I must have played to them about fucking oh, four or five times. Panic the Disco, yeah, they've had the, they've had that pleasure. But the best, I think, believe it or not, guys, all the rock bands have all done, you could go through the history of them all. And but I think the most exacting, fun, mental rock and roll, completely. Fucking off the radar, out there, gigs I ever did was Bay City Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. There was a fella past last week, wasn't it? The guy Ken or something? Aye, Les. Les, 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 Les. I was a promoter. I, I, and along with John, we helped put them together uh, for their getting together. 60 year old men, older than me, fucking battling each other, fucking still, hate, still, still hate the each angst. Other. Mm. You know, so, no, no, well, the battling came later. No, that was actually the wives, and I was in holiday, that was at Tina Park. But I've never <laughs> seen puddles of pish in a barlands floor, right? Never. And we did, they did four nights there with a woman that thought they could still get into their fucking. Oh, right. In the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And they're all fucking. <laughs> 
Timbos. <laughs> Timbos, right? Mm. Absolutely fucking miraculous. They were all for coming for Fife Ayrshire. It was a fucking Oh, they thought they could come in with carryouts to the fucking bar. But the bar is. We'd four nights of that, right? right. We had to <laughs> open up the gents' toilets for them, then open up the market toilets, and then there was the ones in there that just went, ah, fuck, fuck it, it, just pushed in the pushed. floor. <laughs> Every night, four nights. A wee bit better than the two nights that we did at the, the Usher Hall. But that, the Usher Hall was a good laugh, right? Because the Usher Hall would be being the Usher Hall, doing things very, very nice to put yeah. out the programme of vans that are going to be appearing <laughs> at the Usher Hall. And of course, it had the Bay City Rollers, the Shangalang, and they used a photograph of me, holding on to Les, Woody, <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> thought I was in the band. Oh, <laughs> no I don't know if that's a good thing. I was going to say, do you know the Pure one? Do you wish you were in the base City Rollers? Well, no, 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 no. Just to slap that bastard, Les, you know, sad that he's gone, but, you know, me and him are like fucking nose to nose at times, you know, because I was a promoter. And you remember a year later when he put him on at the Hydro, he went, Walks in the door and everybody's Judy Murray and everybody's all there. Hi, 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 hi. Judy Murray, as in like Andy Murray's. Oh, oh she right. was a big fan. Right. If she wanted once pushing on the flare, <laughs> <laughs> not at the bar lads. <laughs> <laughs> you can always ask her. Let me guess that one. But I remember, I remember she wa- I remember, uh, uh, oh, where was it going? I, I, she walks in and I've been waiting. Hydro. You know, fucking great. You know, mad way in there again. It's, Shang along and you all get whipped up and he walks in with his wife and and I say where's my fucking money? Yeah. But you bastard you. You're not getting any fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of shit with like previous managers and a lot of bad experiences oh, when it came to cash, didn't Tam, it? Tam, Tam, I think it's just wild. Tam, 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 Tam Cowan's the previous manager. Uh, yeah, Tam yeah, yeah, I, I think it's brilliant that, you know, in a career that has spanned all your anthraxes and all the, you know, fist fights and whatever else that we're talking about that I don't think I would have, I, I, you could have given me a million guesses and I wouldn't have picked the Bay City Rollers as the one that was the most out there. I mean, it was more rock, <laughs> more rock and roll at times than fucking Oasis. And, well, but you know, yeah. as you can say, back in the day when Oasis started happening, you had this snobbery, the rock, they weren't any rock. They're fucking rock and roll, by the way. <laughs> they, are, they are fucking, well, the two of them were together. That was fucking rock and roll. There's Aye. no doubt about it, Absolutely. right? I know, I've, seen them, I, I've seen what they used to do, right? Fucking whole of Columbia, you know, like fucking Jesus. <laughs> I say used to. Yeah, aye, because well, I'm obviously longer. not doing that. What anymore. was the, um, the day. you remember the, the, the whole misprint thing with I Am a Walrus, where it was claimed that the live version that Oasis was. put out was recorded in the cat house, yeah, but then they went back and went, no, it wasn't it? Was that another venue? No, no. Definitely the cat definitely house. Definitely, if you get the CD, it says the cat house. Yeah. Aye. But I was, think Noles came out and been like, no, it wasn't yeah. the cat house. Oh, like, fuck a lot of shit. It was recorded the cat house. house. It says the cat house. It's fucking not the cat house. Right? And any bastard that says it, isn't it? Do that wee cunt note. I'll have a word. I'll have a word. <laughs> it was just in case you knew what it was. Ah, yeah, I know all about the cat house. That's good. Like, I don't know what you expected of me back there, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Um, great band, great band. I think, like, um, Hearing the bands that you supported and stuff, um, it's really interesting that you're one of the people that, and of so many, that's kind of like come out the punk scene. And the, <laughs> the legacy of that, that scene is still here to this day. Yeah, like, anarchy. Do you think that that is the most important sort of British music scene post maybe say like the Beatles? Oh, or I, think you, I mean, every sort of 10 years you get some sort of explosion. That, well, yeah. you did, you know, it's, it's quickened now because of the internet and the access. You can like a band one day and they can be the fucking pits the next, right? right. But as far as scenes, you know, obviously I was too young to have uh, witnessed the rise of rock and roll and Buddy Holly and all them, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and the big bopper and all that. But uh, you can see it then mm-hmm. before that, you had you, 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 bands, your big band sounds with your Glenn Millers, you then had your, your rap packs in the forties, and then you had the the rock and rollers. Then you had the sixties which spawned so many fucking great bands yeah. that, you know, that went that, that took us into the seventies. You know, I was a seventies uh, glam rocker, you know, twelve years, thirteen years old, loved the T Rexes, the Bowies and yep. Slades. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck oh, that whole thing, you know. 
Uh, I must say, my first gig, my first gig, as I said, was Bowie. Mm-hmm. Ziggy Stardust. The Apollo. Ah, the Apollo. That's not a bad start, is it? <clears throat> Listen, my number two. Shawaddy waddy. Do you know my first gig since we're doing it was wet, wet, wet Celtic Park for my sister's fifteenth yeah. birthday or something. I get to it and it was I the, the I think Celtic Park was just the new Celtic Park. But yeah, it wasn't it was, fully yeah, complete. because I, I remember I was out on that boat, the drum, the old carts we were taking out that they were absolutely steaming. It mm-hmm. was when they, they, my manager at the time was desperate to, to go into tickets, and he, apparently he went down the front because I know the I know the boys. Mm-hmm. Marty, 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 Marty goes fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mine's was, mine's was Oasis the night after they walked off at the SECC and then the night after With that the, the night after that was the Prodigy supported by the Foo Fighters at the exhibition centre so I had a no bad start as well I did the Prodigy well. along at Glasgow Green in that tent honestly yeah. one of the just like there's every other yeah, live act on the face of the planet and then there's like the Prodigy, prodigy live man like they're an experienced yeah, man like you should some wild nights I've seen them I don't know if anybody I mean I'm probably there won't be many people know about Pitch Shifter, but remember they were, the, they were, the, yeah, and but they were the live band that backed Keith and, and was what a gaz? fucking band they were. Oh, there's some great bands out there. My, one of my favourite bands back in the day, one of my first bands that actually toured, uh, promoted mm-hmm. in the UK uh, was Warrior Soul. And okay. check them out. They were fucking anthemic. Uh, Corey, the singer, went to New York. I spent three nights over there and dragged them out. They're all, it was fucking mental. Warrior Soul. But that was, you know, that was way in the beginning. They, they, they would be doing Donington. And I, I noticed now when I said the name, you went, oh, I them. No, but they were, <laughs> they never made it yeah. that big, but they were fucking great. Great. Aye, fucking yeah, rock band. Absolutely. You know, I, I, there's, there's just so many out there. And, and some of the older ones that just, do you think you would say that for all the bands that you've worked with that did make it and going to mega stardom, you've got as many that were probably as good that didn't they? Oh, aye. aye. A lot of averages there, you know. But, you know, does it It depends how you define making it. Exactly, aye. As you pointed out earlier mm-hmm. on, I mean, making it is, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of people just being a musician yeah. is enough for them. And there's some seriously talented musicians yep. there just to play. You've been able to play own their craft, whether it's a wedding or whether it's a small gig, it's not the adulation that drives them. It's it's the actual playing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, one one of the you know from all these rockers, one of my best friends is Doogie McLean. You know the the, the folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let me tell you, uh-huh, what, what a player, what a precise, what a brilliant musician, some fiddle. Because he did the, you know, the, um, the Rob Roy movie. Yeah, you know, that's right, aye. So I just like a virtuoso aye. musician. Lovely guy. We I mean, we meet him and his wife, uh, Jenny. My wife and I, uh, maybe three, four times a year. It's great. Yeah. That's great. I like, you can do that. You know? I really like that question that Matt asked because it, it, in my experience, I mean, when I was on the scene at the time and you're playing, you go out and you see bands. Sometimes you would go and see bands and you would just think, holy fucking shit, man. Like, why are they not... And it comes down to this cocktail of like hard work, talent, well, and luck that well, kind of needs also, to come together. Know, it's also been right, right place, right time. That's yeah. the luck, the, the luck yeah, aspect. The luck. It's, well, it's sometimes huge... the luck's manufactured. You know, well, yeah. it's like just having the right team, right people. You know, right, and, and they've got the right contacts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could say that's luck, but a lot of that time is. Some people out there know what they're doing. Sometimes yeah. it's natural yeah. and sometimes it just some, looks natural. Sometimes it's great when you, when you say luck, and like something like Lewis Capaldi, nobody thought it'd be fucking that big. Yeah. Mm. No, no chance. Aye. Not a chance. Great. Yeah. You know, I did, fuck's sake, I did One Direction. You know. Right. <laughs> just when they did that wee tour of the, yep. the first tour after they won. After the, the X Factor and stuff. Ta- Britain Got Talent, I think it was, they get number two or something. Aye. And I did the first wee suck. Club tour. Seconds me to say, Four but songs. I, you know you're beautiful. It's just pop <laughs> gold. It's like one of the best pop songs I've ever heard. Like yeah. that one I mean, this one. is this is this is the thing when when it comes to like pop music, you've got the best songwriters in the world working on this music. What and, I loved about that, you know, and it loved you know, and now I'm a, a, what you call a veteran of the music industry, uh, a, a senior. But you know, I've loved about it because I've always always promoted. I want to know the acts and. Mostly who I promote. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not one of these promoters that likes to sit in an office and not know who I'm putting on unless I'm fucking burst. Justin Timberlake springs to mind there. I never met him. Mm -hmm. yeah, fucking don't worry. But Put him on at the bars? Aye. Was that that first, the aye, first aye, soldier? I, I was fucking burst. Right? <laughs> I was too burst to give me. But I'm, I, I like to know who I'm putting on. So, like, yeah. you know, I put on Ian Jury's last show with the garage, you know. Uh, wow. stuff like, but I didn't get to know them. But bands like Terrorvision, yeah. you know, Gary, I still, I still talk to Tony in Terrorvision, you know, and then when they get them, they, I love all that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the cult, you know, when they come up, they know, you know, I, I've definitely seen television back in the you day. Know, yeah. and, and as everybody knows, one of my greatest friends is uh, Huey out of the Fun Loving Criminals. You know, He's I'm, just I'm, I'm, it's one of Matt's heroes. See, so feel like I, see, for like 2000 yeah. to like 2005, Huey was basically my god. Like, I just love the guy. Like, well, you, me, seen me them, used to the Maui PD 5 one they did at the bar as well. Right. The, the screen, they did the Hawaii 5 0 yeah. piss take. The screen came up and Huey just stood there in the suit with the guitar, and he was just like pure fucking well, coming. You know, I mean, he's sitting there that chair, his leg in a cast. <laughs> then I had to present it with a, a deserved the band with um, um, uh, Battlelands uh, uh, fucking owner. You know, Aye, the Hall of Fame, the Battlelands Hall of Fame. And then, right. of course, they gave me one. Aye. So I talked longer than him. Him and I have had some fucking. We used to. You still have the acting class? We used to come out of the fucking taxi, right? And go some cheeky bastard to me. And I'm going, is that right? And I'd shut the fucking door and try and break his leg. And then he'd be fucking swing. Uh, I laugh if I don't. <laughs> I, like I, I almost plucked up the courage to speak. I, I met Fast and Mackie doing in the G2 uh, after a gig in the bars one night where they were like, take your ticket to the front door of the garage and we'll pay you in. And we were all like, fuck it. And didn't realise that, like, was the, that you that paid them in? The actual G2, <laughs> the actual G2 was like that after show thing. So I was sitting talking to Fast and Mackie and I was like, I'm, where's Huey? Because, like, Huey was, as I say, I was like, this guy's the coolest cunt on the face of the planet at that point in time. And, like, he was DJing and I had like 20 minutes of hovering at the bar at Pure. I got him like, just be like, all right, dude, how's it going? But I just couldn't. <laughs> <I bottled laughs> well, the next time they're, they're over, if the show goes ahead, I'll guarantee there you go, you can meet them, all right? Oh, Absolutely. Well. So right. just as we wrap up, because we're, we're at the hour and, you know, Mark. Okay, are The good ones fly by. Very much well, so. Um, my favourite my favorite venue is everybody, I think, in the fucking planet's favourite venue that's ever been in. It's the Barrelands. They're mm. just... Would they, that they tried with the academy? They've tried with the ABC. Like, what is it about the Barrowlands Ballroom that makes Dave Grohl say on YouTube to like five million people that that's it's, his favourite venue? It's to play? unique because it's it's like a sprung dance floor for one, right? And that helps the sound, and you feel that. And, it, and by the way, the garage has got a great sound because it's got a sprung. Mm -hmm. I love the garage yeah. as well. You know what? I'm glad you said that. That's the best venue in Glasgow. No, but my favourite venue in Glasgow, even though the Cat House is a club gig, best garage scene at the Barlands. It's kind of weird. Why is it? It's just, it's, it's got history. Mm -hmm. it's, mm. it's got, it's working man, woman venues. You got no pretensions about it. And you know, it's only, I think they only got a telephone fitted about fucking two years ago. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, last year, we took round John Harden. John Harden is Jason Leach's deputy, right. the medical officer. Yep. Uh -huh. Took him into the garage to show him the Boeing seven four seven air conditioning sort of thing we've got in there. You know the airflow. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. He said, oh, okay. He says, "Oh, we should be able to." Took took him to SW three. All the fucking technology. Yep. That was there. Thermal imaging and all that shit, right? Then, but and then it was in the King Tots, and he was looking at that. Okay, the cassettes, great, we gig that. That is, I took it in the Barlands and we're standing there, and he's like, oh, fantastic. And uh, and Stan comes up, and uh, but uh, Stan and Tom, they uh, were here to. I'm just getting the guys around, and yes, Donald, yes, Donald. Uh, but the air conditioning and all that, I've got two holes in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't mean it that way. But it was, <laughs> you know the stars in the barlands? Yeah, yeah, on the ceiling. You know what they? Like, you know that Bowie? Yeah. Took one off. And came uh, back. Are you kidding? It dropped off the oh. ceiling during his gig and nearly oh, crowned him. Too, so. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is to get it. 
get for the same man say, we need to try and get try and get a star for them. Says, you kicking the football off the fucking roof to try and get <laughs> I've got a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, yes. I mean I I, I go back to um Foo Fighters, fucking ten pound fifty, nineteen ninety eight, like one of the greatest gigs that for me personally, Dave Grohl's like my hero. I was Nirvana, I graduated to Foo Fighters. Me, me and him, we all got flung out of a hotel in London uh, for, uh, well, it was a fire alarm went off. Was, it, was, was there also a fire alongside it? No, no. A certain type of fire, was <laughs> it? Yeah, we had to go to another, because they were playing Hyde Park that day. But <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, look, you've been a fucking incredible guest. Oh, like, thank you. You have some personality, not only like, the, the See, I'm no a bastard, eh? Told you so. I'm no, right? <laughs> but the, the, the legendary status, and then when you meet the person, and you're like, the, the personality meets the status for sure, like without you. It's been a yeah, pleasure. Well, I hope that it does well. I hope you guys, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed doing really this. Yeah. It, you know, you can tell I like talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know. <laughs> so do we. So do we. So something about a sharp mind doesn't mean a sharp conversation or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but listen, thanks. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for best of luck getting the venues back open yeah. again. Like, Well, yeah, you know, let's, let's start pushing, you know. Like, I think everybody should just, realize we are in a very precarious position we either go down one path where venues like such as that won't get open because of government rules mm -hmm. and them being in thrall of covid and you know restrictions no, nobody wants a, a civilization like that society Aye, like yeah. that you know we, we are not sweden we don't know we don't want we're not new zealand what we do want is what we want to enjoy it like we want to be scotland we want to be justifying our unesco city of music status in glasgow and justifying club culture and justifying every fucking live act that's ever made it from we are punched we are above our base so let's keep punching yep right? superb superb great place to finish